This is Conversations on Discipleship with Father Adam Streitenberger from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and Diocese of Columbus Media. If you're tuning in, um, I'm Father Adam Streitenberger and Father Brett Gar- um, Garland is with me, and this is Conversations on Discipleship. Um, so, Father, um, to this point about your college years and this fraternity, you know, and we talk about the need, disciples need community. They need exactly um, yeah. small groups, you know, and, and part of our emphasis and kind of a strategy of missionary disciple formation is, you know, parishes really need to kind of encourage these small group communities yeah. so that disciples have that formation. So. Within this group of men that that you found, in particular in the Knights of Columbus, yeah, um, how did that help you? Maybe to um, not only to grow in the faith, maybe um, also to in in your discernment too. Sure, yeah. So there, it was a it was a huge group um, on campus. It was one of the the more active groups at Catholic University, and. People may think that's, you know, it sounds really strange. You think of the Knights of Columbus as usually older men. Um, uh, for, for us, for, for that environment, um, it, was, it was a group for those who really took their faith seriously and wanted to do something with it. And, and also they were looking for, for that kind of uh, environment of, of, of prayer, of, of, of fraternity. We had a lot of fun together as well. You know, there were some nights we'd have... Um, th- they called them overnights with K-N-I-G-H-T at University of Maryland with other um, Knights of Columbus from, uh, they had a council there at University of Maryland um, and, and a big kind of Catholic center where we could stay there. There was mass um, like at midnight, I think, <laughs> and we'd, we'd cook a meal together. And, um, but also that some of the guys would get together to prepare the music for the liturgy. Um, there were other guys who... Uh, you know, would pray the rosary, um, you know, before everything started. Um, others, you were kind of like silent warriors in the kitchen, just making sure everything was was set up and cleaned. Um, it's just a really good group of guys with, with different skills, uh, with, with different, I, can, I think, just ambitions about life, um, what God was calling them to. Uh, but it, what the unifying element was... Um, it was our faith and, and that we took our faith seriously and we knew, um, we couldn't live this life on our own, right? That, that if, if we tried to, to live out discipleship, if we, if we tried to live out our faith in a vacuum, you know, we, we'd be blown over, um, by, by the culture and by other, uh, distractions, especially in a college environment. Um, so, so we knew that we weren't trying to t- shelter ourselves, but we were trying to nourish ourselves, um, find an environment that was edifying, literally building us up and not, and not tearing us down. And I, I can't say like the motivation of everybody what that was, but um, having that kind of an environment, um, it, it helped us to ask more interior questions than what the world usually asks of us. We were able to go deeper into ourselves and into our relationship with our Lord um, to ask those deep questions. So, just kind of a, an example of, of how that's um, how 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 fruit has come from that. Um, a lot of a lot of my friends in, in the nights, um, they're either married with with several kids or they're or they're priests. <laughs> There's several. Like my roommate in college for three years, he's now a Benedictine monk in in New Jersey. Um, I can 
name five different priests, um, diocesan priests that uh, that were in the nights with me together, and I can I can name a number of others that I still keep in contact with or I see because their their children are being baptized and they're inviting all of their priest friends from the Knights of Columbus at Catholic University to, to be there with them, uh, to celebrate that joy of, um, of new life uh, in the sacraments uh, of their children. So it's, um, it's really a beautiful thing to see how um, that, that concentrated community of um, one just, just, holding each other accountable to, to, to different goals. Like we would pray a rosary together uh, every Wednesday. And that was right before a mass that was sponsored by our council. Our chaplain would celebrate the mass. Um, our knights would serve at it. So we were, we were being nourished by the sacraments and kind of, you know, if we didn't see some of the guys that were normally there, we'd, we kind of nudge them and say, Hey, Hey, you weren't there on Wednesday. Are you going to be there next week? You know, we held each other accountable. Um, there was also competition too. We, we would play, um, a big football game close to Thanksgiving. I think it was right before Thanksgiving um, against uh, George Washington. They, they had uh, Knights of Columbus Council there, and then U- UMD, University of Maryland, had their Knights Council, and we would have this, this tournament. Um, I think Georgetown, too, so there's the four of us um, that, w- that would play. Um, so, so, again, we, we had opportunities to remind us that the faith is not meant to be lived in isolation, it's not meant to be something that makes us dour uh, individuals, but it's meant to be joyful, and um, and and that just created this environment um, that helped us to to hear the Lord's voice because we weren't so distracted by so much that was was happening and, and is happening in our in our world, and particularly on on college campuses. Um, so um, you graduated from Catholic University of America. And so by the time you finished at CUA, you had kind of dis- discerned the next yes, step maybe to yeah. go into seminary. Exactly. Yeah. So I had helped out with, with campus ministry my sophomore year. I was, um, so of course there's the RA program, the residence assistant. There's also what's called the RM program, the resident minister. So I was um, assigned to a residence hall where I served as kind of like the liaison between the campus ministry office and the residents in that building. So um, a lot of a lot of what I was meant to do, like I said earlier, is, is ministry of presence, being present with the the guys. It was it was all guys um, in that dorm, all all freshmen, and there were a few sophomores. Um, and and so that that helped me to discern. I thought I was horrible at, at uh, campus ministry. <laughs> uh, it really challenged me and kind of um, yeah, I, I thought I was horrible at it. Um, but I I still enjoyed it because I knew it was asking a lot from me. It was challenging me in a way, stretching me in a way that I hadn't been stretched before. So I I could have said, okay, I'm horrible at this. Um, God obviously is not calling me to the priesthood. But instead, what I thought about was. God is really challenging me by this experience of um, ministering to to my own peers. Um, so I I need to to find out, you know, how how is is this is this something? Is he shutting a door here, or is he challenging me? Like I I, I think like in sports analogies, is it like a coach challenging me to do something that's difficult so that I'm going to get better at this and and I can perfect a, a skill or be strengthened to do something later, later on. 
And I wasn't so sure after that year what exactly it was. But the more that I um, was consistent with my prayer life in um, participating in the sacraments, especially, you know, the Eucharist and, and going to confession regularly. And again, having that nourishing environment with, with the Knights of Columbus um, that was supporting me, I, I heard the, the call to, to the priesthood. I had a spiritual director when I was in college, um, a Dominican, um, and I, I tell people I, I kind of flirted with the Dominicans a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, they were just across the street at, at Catholic University, um, just across Michigan Avenue. But he was always very good at not wanting to pressure me in one direction or another. So um, I had a lot of a lot of questions, like wondering where would I end up. Um, I think a lot of it is connection with my family that brought me back to Ohio, connection to the place. Um, going back to to the idea of you know growing up on a farm, you know you're you're connected with the land in a, in a real way, and um, I wanted to to serve the people. From, from this area, and I wanted to be continued to be formed by my family members, um, by my brothers, uh, by my parents, by my that extended family. They had helped to nourish my faith before, and I thought if I was going to serve in this area, or if I was going to serve as a priest, I would need them, one, to kind of keep me accountable, <laughs> but also um, to, to challenge me. And, and so I ended up applying for seminary my senior year, at Catholic University, Father Paul Noble, I think his his sister lived in D.C. or in the area at that time. He came out to visit me in, in Washington, D.C. We actually had, I think we had lunch in the cafeteria at the mm-hmm. shrine. That was my interview. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, he said, yes, I think we're going to accept you. <laughs> and um, yeah, the, the rest is history. I was at the Josephinum for five years. Uh, I tell people it's usually a six-year program after your undergraduate I tell people I got a year off for good behavior, mm. <laughs> but it's really, I had a degree in theology and um, some philosophy background as well. So um, I served for two years on the west side of Columbus. Um, the pandemic hit. Um, I, I was mostly serving in a Hispanic parish, a St. Agnes, Santa Ines on, um, on Mound Street, um, but also at St. Mary Magdalene, St. Aloysius, all on, in like the hilltop area. It's a great experience, great people over there, a, a lot of faith, um, but a lot of people have also moved, moved out from there. Um, so it, it, was, it was a difficult environment, but also, um, again, kind of a challenging one, one that challenged skills that I didn't know I had, uh, especially in Spanish, <laughs> uh, when you have to do marriage prep, when you have to do sacramental prep, when you have to hear confessions in Spanish, uh, you know, it really challenges you. Uh, so during the pandemic, uh, right after things opened up again, I had a meeting with Bishop Brennan, and he said that he would like to send me up to St. Mary's in, in Delaware uh, to work with the, uh, the university students, um, the Hispanic community there, and just, you know, in, in regular parish life. And um, so I, I packed my, my things and went up there in July. And um, about a year after that, just, just under a year after that, I had served as parochial vicar as kind of the associate pastor there, and then I was eventually made made the pastor uh, last April. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Father, um, for joining us. Um, you've been listening to Conversations on Discipleship, and I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me has been Father Brett Garland, um, and again, we thank you for joining us. And until next time, peace and all good. A Diocese of Columbus production in partnership with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio.